This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So it's 2018 now. Yay. And with that turn in the calendar comes the clean slate. This is why I really love the new year as an investor. That means there's no complaining about how value has underperformed growth on the year or how hard it is to be a value investor or how we can't find any values, all of that, because it's new and it's a good time to go out there and see if we can find some good quality value stacks. And as you know, what that means for me, it means having a high Zach's rank of a one or a two, and those are the buys and strong buys. And um, usually the higher Zach's rank means rising earnings estimates of some kind. And so... I get to combine, if I'm using the Zach's rank, those rising earnings estimates with the cheapness of the value fundamentals. So why not? Why not get a company that's both cheap and also growing those earnings, as I've said many times before? And especially in the new year, I might as well go for it. Might as well get all my wishes out there while I can. Um, Additionally, in this screen, I kept it simple by only using the PE as my value metric. Um, I know we We've used many other things in the past, and I do like using those other metrics. But uh, to start off the new year, I was just going to go for the very basic uh, PE, and you know I like it at 15 or under. That's what I consider to be a value. And um, if I could get it even cheaper, that's fantastic. I did do a screen for PEs under 10 just to kind of see what was there with the still high Zach's rank. And I got 42 stocks when I did that. It wasn't quite as broad as what I wanted it to be, though. Um, So I widened it to the 15, and that gave me 165 results, which was a lot more than I thought. So I was pleased with that. And as you can imagine, some of our favorite stocks that we've discussed um, a couple times at the end of 2017, because they're so cheap, How could we not talk about them? The semiconductors, those were all on this list. So I've talked about uh, Micron, LAM Research, Applied Materials, and a couple others. And we know they're cheap, and we know those earnings are on the move higher, so they have the goods X rank of ones or twos. Um, But I felt I needed to move beyond those for today's episode because you already know about those. And um, you can even listen to the the last episode of 2017, which was just a week ago, where I talked about, again, the semiconductors plus the home builders. Both are still cheap. Uh, so I avoided both of those on today's episode. And these five stocks are from various industries, which um, I'm kind of pleased about, and it's good to get this broad cross-section. So let's take a look right now at like what's coming up as cheap. Now, I know I still hear a lot of complaints, even though it's the new year, that there's no, there's no value out there, that as stocks keep hitting new highs, everything is undervalued. But remember, with the tax cuts, a lot is going to go on with those earnings And the estimates are going to rise, especially on the small and mid-cap domestic focused companies, which are paying, you know, sometimes anywhere as high as 38% on their effective tax rate. And that's going to be cut significantly, which will mean big savings for a lot of these companies. A lot of it's going to show up in the earnings and those are going to spike up, which means 
um, we might see a little bit more attractive valuations because of that. This is something that we're going to keep an eye on the next couple of weeks. Uh, only right now in the new year have the analysts decided that they're going to start including these uh, tax cuts in some of their estimates. So we're going to see a lot of revisions, and then we're going to get earnings season with with even more. So um, I'm not worried about valuations here with um, a lot of these companies because they're going to get better uh, in the next just basically couple weeks. And I am expecting a really solid earnings season in addition to those tax cuts. So we have the double whammy here. We have the best of all worlds, basically. We have tax cuts, which is going to fuel earnings growth, plus these companies are um, running at a really high rate right now and um, business is good. So let's get right into the stocks, shall we? Okay, the first one, um, I know I've talked about this one in 2017, but it's good to revisit it because things still look good for them. It's Borg Warner. Uh, The ticker is BWA. And they're um, seeing some real good things here going into 2018. They saw margin expansion in 2017, and they still have this favorable backlog, and they're expecting double-digit growth in China in 2018. Now, remember, these these guys do the, um, the engines and the drivetrains for autos. So, um, you know, their role is kind of changing too as technology changes as we move more into electric cars and even self-driving cars and all of that. They help with the technology to increase fuel economy and emissions. These are things that are being focused on globally now, especially um, with pollution issues and all of that. So they're transforming their business into much more of a technology business with their partners in the auto industry. So things look good. As I said, this is a big cap stock, $10.8 billion in market cap. They do pay a dividend. It's yielding 1.3%. They saw almost 17% earnings growth here in 2017, and they're expected to see about 7% so far in 2018, but I am expecting that to be boosted a bit here. They have a good PE. It's uh, 13.4, so I still like that. So they're cheap, and they have this decent growth going on. So if you're looking for an autoplay that's not one of the automakers, you might want to keep this one on your list. Our second stock is a real small cap bank. And I was kind of hesitant to put this one on the list, but why not? I like the banks going into 2018. These small community banks are going to be interesting um, if the Fed continues to raise rates this year. So uh, this is one of the names that is showing up with the good Zach's rank. So they have a market cap of um, only $205 million. Their name is FS Bank Corps. The ticker is FSBW. That's F is in Frank. So FSBW. And like I said, they're real small. They are in Western Washington State. They have 11 branches and seven loan offices. So this is in the greater Puget Sound area. So if you live there and you're listening, you might know them. You might even bank with them. They had a robust loan growth in, in the third quarter, and they have, um, according to the analysts, real strong credit quality, which is vital these days for the banks. They do have a big emphasis on mortgage banking and revenue, 
But um, I'm not too concerned about that going into 2018 because I do think the housing market is still going to be strong, even if those rates rise a bit. So uh, they do pay a dividend, which is a little unusual for a bank this small. It's 0.8%. So it's not real big, but at least you're getting something. And earnings were up 20% in 2017, expected to be up just 0.8% in 2018 so far. But with these small banks, there's not many analysts covering them. And um, so that will probably change as we go along here. They trade with a PE of 12.9, so pretty cheap there. And they have assets just under a billion dollars. This was at the end of September 2017, so they might have passed that by now at $994 million. So as I said, they're real small, but um, an interesting play on the small cap banks. Our third stock is Foot Locker. Yes, I know, Foot Locker. I was, I was kind of reluctant to put this one on the list too. The ticker is FL. The shares were down huge last year going into the third quarter, um, down over 60%. This is on the fears of what was going on with Nike and that Nike would basically bypass them because if I'm going to buy my shoes online, why do I need to go to Foot Locker? I could just go to the Nike website and you know avoid Foot Locker altogether. So there was a big talk that Nike was going to basically cut out the middleman and Nike business is still 68% of Foot Locker sales. Now Foot Locker is huge at the malls as well so that there was that negative. They have over 2,000 stores. Um, They have been slow to go to digital themselves. That's the only reluctant thing with them, I feel. Uh, But they're starting to invest in the digital side as well. And then Nike has basically come out and said, um, you know, that they have no intention of completely cutting out these middlemen. And so shares rebounded after the last quarter earnings weren't as bad. And after Nike kind of gave some reassurances that they still need Foot Locker. So same store sales comps down 3.7% in that third quarter. They were down 6% in the second quarter. So a little improvement, but both are still down. And this area, the athletic apparel and footwear used to be super hot and now it's not. It has weakened, but I don't count out any of these shoes ever. (laughs) I've learned my lesson over all the decades. Um, Just when you think no one's going to be buying those Michael Jordans, they still do, even decades later. So um, they have a market cap of $5.4 billion, so this is not a small retailer. And earnings are um, expected to be down 15.3% in this fiscal year, but rebounding down just 3% next year. So I, I know you're asking... Why are you including a company where earnings are on the decline here um, from the prior years? Because that's not normally what I do. But the Zach's Rank uh, tracks when um, the earnings estimates are being raised. It doesn't track when they um, are less than the prior year (laughs) unless they're being cut to be less. But in this case, the analysts got too pessimistic and now they're raising those estimates because it's not as bad as what they thought. So with this with this one, you're going to have to decide, um, is the worst over? Are they turning it around? Do I still like this story? They are still cheap. The PE is 11.5 and they pay a really nice dividend because they've always had really good cash flow at Foot Locker. Dividend is 2.7%. So that's nothing to scoff at either. So this is just a retailer that as we know about the retail story, there's a lot of balls in the air there with the retailers. So um, one to keep on your list or maybe just keep a watch on. And so moving on, our fourth stock is uh, one of the temp 
um, or one of the staffing agencies, they specialize in the temporaries. I don't know if anyone else has ever worked for Kelly. I'm kind of surprised that this doesn't get much cover coverage. Kelly Services, K-E-L-Y-A. Maybe it's just me and I worked for them at one point, you know, taking the weird... Um, they used to have a speed typing test that you had to take when you, when you signed up for them because that's where they staffed you at places where there was typing, yes. Uh, but now they would just do a computer type of test probably. But they recently acquired Teachers on Call, this business where you can call in um, so it's all online and digital. So not everything with staffing is being done in offices anymore, as we know. So I kind of like that acquisition. There's only one or two analysts covering this company, so it's really limited coverage. But um, earnings expect to be up 31% in 2017, up just 1% in 2018. But uh, that will probably change, obviously. We just got the one analyst. So if he or she doesn't raise, um, then we're just waiting around for them to do so. But the PE on this one is 13.4, so I like that. It does pay a dividend, 1.1%, which is impressive because the market cap is just a billion dollars. So this is a small cap, and I like the small caps going into 2018. I think their time is coming. So with the economy real hot and um, employment near near all-time lows, these staffing companies and even the temps, you'll hire temps if things are going well, um, are going to be in demand. So Kelly Services, K-E-L-Y-A. And then our fifth company is actually an energy play. And it's hard to get some of these with the good Zach's rank, but this one has it and it's Ultra Petroleum. This is UPL and it's really a natural gas play. We haven't talked much about natural gas with this uh, real bad polar vortex gripping the country. It's Chiberia here in Chicago right now. Um, a lot of natural gas use. So the natural gas prices have spiked over the last couple of weeks, which helps um, these guys. Unfortunately, in, in 2017, natural gas prices weren't so good. Um, it was down 21%. This is the worst year for natural gas prices since 2014. But that's why a lot of people believe it will rebound going into 2018. And Ultra Petroleum, while they're on the smaller side, have been trying to focus themselves back on one of their fields, the Pinedale field, which is in Wyoming, and it's one of the top 10 natural gas fields in the United States. So they've been selling off some of their other assets. They just recently announced on December 21st that they were selling their um, Marcellus Shale assets for $115 million in cash, cash, and then they're trying to sell the, their Olinta Al, Al, Basin. Um, they're trying to sell that uh, assets. Those are in Utah, and this will give them more liquidity. Obviously, they just got $115 million in cash, and then they can focus more on just the natural gas in that Green River Basin of Wyoming, which is the Pine Dale, as I mentioned. So I like it. I like it that they're trying to streamline everything and get a little more efficient here. Um, they have about $400 million in liquidity now as of the end of last quarter. So we'll see how much more they have now because they just sold one of their assets. But um, I'm expecting them to sell the Utah assets here in 2018, and then they might be good to go. So this one is dirt cheap. I'm like not kidding. It's kind of near the Micron territory. I, I was a little dubious at first, but they are profitable. So their P is just 4.5. 
4.5 times. So they're trading around $9.40. They're expected to make $2.03 for 2017 and then stay about the same so far in 2018 at 202. So 2018, though, is trending higher. Over the last 90 days, the analysts have raised those estimates. It's supposed to be $1.72 just three months ago. Now they're at 202. So depending on the price of natural gas, we could see that change a lot. Um, they're up big in 2017 off of 2016 earnings. They only made $1.14 there. So I like these plays and energy is just getting the shaft right now. There's only one analyst on this company. It's it's small. It's 1.7 billion market cap, and nobody's really paying these natural gas guys any attention, let alone, um, you know, the other EMPs. But natural gas for sure gets no love. So this is an interesting play, and you might want to keep an eye on it. Now, as always, you have to do your re- own research on any of these companies that you're buying. Earnings season is fast approaching. Um, we're gonna basically kick it off in a week with the big banks and then it's off to the races. So this is your chance to listen in on all these conference calls. And I know it's time consuming, but if you're really interested in what's going on with, say, Ultra Petroleum, listen in and see what they're saying about the sale of these assets and how they think their big holdings in the Pinedale is going to go in 2018. And um, you know, a lot of the energy companies are very forthcoming on where they see production and their hedging program and all of that stuff. So definitely tune in. You learn a lot on the conference calls, especially by listening to the voice inflections and what the analysts are actually asking more than reading a transcript. But if you can't and you don't have time, um, definitely uh, try to find those transcripts, if nothing else. And then, of course, you can always find all the estimates for these companies that I've been talking about on this episode. You can find them all on Zax.com. You know, just plug the ticker in there. Go to the detailed estimate links because that'll give you the changes, the magnitude of the changes on the consensus there. And it's real easy to see in those charts. So um, that's a good place to look to kind of see what's happening with their estimates. And remember, this is a diverse group of companies this week, and we have both the big caps in BorgWarner and these small caps, and everybody's in a different industry. So there is still value out there. I was able to find these, um, pull these out of this list that I got. I also got a lot of other um, big like asset managers and um, a couple other financials. So the financials still pr- seem pretty cheap here. And everyone is complaining that there's no value. That's not really true, as I said earlier. So I'm excited about 2018. I'm excited to see where value stocks go this year. Um, I'm excited to see this earnings season because I think it's going to be a real strong one. And we're going to see a lot of estimate revisions higher, which means that some companies may be cheaper than they appear and they might fall in our universe, as I've said. Now, I'm not saying, you know, the FANG stocks are going to be in our universe anytime soon because they're not. But um, as we saw last year with the semiconductors, some of these hot industries, it, when earnings explode higher, they get real cheap. And as long as it's not a value trap, um, it's worth checking out. So these are some um, good stocks to start 2018. And let me recap them for you. So we had Borg Warner. BWA, we had the small community bank, FS Bancor, FSBW, we had Foot Locker, FL, Kelly Services on the staffing side, KELYA, and then on energy, we had Ultra Petroleum, 
UPL. So be sure to subscribe this year so you're getting all of our shows. You can subscribe to our standalone show on iTunes or you can get us on SoundCloud through Zach's Market Edge over on SoundCloud and then you'll get the Market Edge podcast and you'll also get the Value Investor 2 for 1 over there. You can also get both on iTunes too if you want both of our shows on iTunes. They're also under Zach's Market Edge, but be sure to subscribe somewhere so you don't miss a single episode this year. Markets are hot and I feel like value stocks are going to shine this year. So be sure to tune in and I'll see you again next time.